Welcome to another episode of the Off-Market Operating Guide, where we explore all kinds of tactics, tips, and advice to scaling your off-market deal sourcing efforts. Today is a special episode, one of my favorite topics of the field that I have excelled in for years, dispositions. And specifically, I give away our $5,000 blueprint on you know, how we are able to close on 90% of our deals while everyone else is running for the hills and not able to get a deal done. So without further ado, you guys are going to want to stick until the end on this one. I really lay a lot of free information at the end that you're normally going to have to pay for. So please stick to the end, listen to this whole episode, and let's get it right into it. People don't fail at real estate because they suck. They fail because there's too many ways to succeed. That's why I suggest you focus on the most important skill in all of real estate, which is finding deals. I'm Colbert Johnson, and in this podcast, I share the exact steps I've used to source 400 deals by age 24. This will allow you to do three things. Control your deal flow, make unlimited income, and build your empire as an off-market operator. Right off the bat, guys, dispositions is ultimately kind of what makes or breaks your reputation with the outside world, right? With sellers, acquisitions, most of the time, sellers aren't communicating with the world about your reputation. But with buyers and people in your industry, your reputation is everything. If you go back and listen to my episode I did with James Daynard, part two in Belize, he talks a lot about reputation and how important it is. He's been in the game 18 years. And now I've been in the game about seven years. And I can't speak enough about what having a good reputation has done for me and my companies. And you know, for you guys listening to this, your interactions with buyers spreads like wildfire in your markets. Okay. What do I mean by that? Well, I mean, if you guys are out there screwing buyers over, doing stuff that's not ethical, and not being a person of your word, that spreads faster than you can imagine in the real estate business, especially. I've been at masterminds with guys in different states. And even them, I've, I've heard them talking about buyers and wholesalers and flippers in my market that are unethical and have a bad rap. So word travels fast, not just in your market, but nationwide and industry-wide. And with how connected our industry is across podcasts and platforms and bigger pockets. And you guys, word spreads very fast and your reputation is everything. So I'm going to talk about in depth here, how do not only sell deals the right way and very tactical steps to improve your dispositions process and scale your company on the back end, but also you know how to make sure you guys ensure you have a good reputation and you know, you're someone people want to do business with. That's very important. And I have a thesis that's very different around dispositions in this business and what served me well. Most people, a lot of people disagree, but it served me tremendously. And I'm going to share that with you guys in the show. So without further ado, first comes the first, for the important part, right? Is how do we sell deals and maximize profit while being ethical? And I have a lot of interesting and unique takes on this, but they've served me well. So back when the market was hot, 2018, 2020, 2021, half of 2022, you could sell anything to anyone using comps from the last year. No one cared. They just wanted deals. They wanted to tell their family and friends, their flippers, they're going to write appreciation and make 40, 50 grand on the, on the worst, worst case. And flipping was easy, you guys. Flipping was easy. Wholesaling was easy. We got very spoiled for a long time. We will again one day, but who knows when that's going to so I started implementing a disposition strategy for the disposition extra arm of our company, I would say about three years ago. And my thesis changed, right? When I got in this, this game, I was a guy that blast your deal on Facebook groups, blast your deal out to the whole universe, and that'll be great. But I, I sat down and I'm talking with some mentors and I really started to understand like, you know, I haven't been through a correction, but I know the market's going to change. I know we're not going to have two and a half percent interest rates forever where buyers are buying deals that make no sense with tenants in place. It didn't make sense. And I sat there and go, this is amazing. We're going to continue to do this and ride this and make as much money as we can. But this music is going to end. And I was fearful that it was going to end badly for a lot of people 
is when the, when the, I didn't know interest rates were going to spike like they did, but I knew eventually with all the money that was being printed, something was going to change, break, or be very different um, in the way you have to sell deals. And I know in my experience and talking to mentors, the one thing that has always sold deals in any market cycle, 2008 was crazy because you know, even no matter what you did, sometimes it was pretty much impossible to get someone to buy a house no matter what the price was. But most of the times, most recessions, and most people I talk to, relationships move deals. Okay? Personalization and exclusivity are what I teach to all of our coaching groups and people I chat with about dispositions in this business. Relationships get deals done. No matter what the market is doing, the people, yeah, they might be buying less deals, but the deals they are buying, they're buying from people they like and that they trust and that they are fun and easy to do business with. Okay. And I started getting calls when the market shifted back. Let's let's call it June. Let's just say it was June, July when we really started getting a rate hike of 2022. I started getting calls and texts and emails and DMs nonstop of I haven't been able to sell a deal in two months. I have 10 deals under escrow. I can't sell a thing. Hey man, do you have 10 grand for a personal loan? These are real situations that were happening to me. And I was sitting there and I was going, man, what is going on? Because for so long, everyone called me crazy. Because back when the market was still hot, I had pivoted our strategy. We were, we were no longer blasting out deals of the whole universe, trying to maximize, squeeze every single penny out of every single deal. And then some deals we were maybe leaving one, two, three, four, five, maybe 10 grand sometimes on the table because there was going to be the un, this inexperienced buyers that buy three or four deals, Joe Schmoes, that just want to tell their family and friends that flip and will overpay. We stopped selling to those guys for the most part. And we started building real relationships with buyers that I knew were going to be around for a long time. And then we implemented a disposition strategy and process and funnel. I'm going to talk to you guys kind of towards the end of the show on how you can implement that into your company. But we went all in on relationships. And when the market turned, you guys, something interesting happened for us where our contract to close percentage went up, meaning we were closing on more of our escrows than we were when the market was hot. We have had a success rate since the rate hike happened of over 90%. So we're closing on over 90% of deals we put in our contract. And that's a testament to a lot of the things we do internally in regards to how we communicate with buyers, how we communicate with sellers, how our acquisition team has always done something called the pre-sell, and not always, but recently, and other tools and techniques we've, we've gotten big on in our company or my recent memory, but our success rate is phenomenal. I think the reason wholesalers get a bad rap is because they deserve a bad rap. If you're locking up 100 deals in a year and closing on 40 of them, that's malicious in the marketplace, in my opinion especially if you know you can't perform at that number and you're crossing your fingers and making a wish and flipping a coin in the pond and saying, please, please, someone randomly buy this deal because they want it for whatever reason. That is not a business to me. That's the dark side of capitalism to me. I don't believe and support the companies out there that do that. And so you know, the deals we don't close on are deals that the seller, the seller lied to us. So the foundation's not what they said it was. There's a septic tank they didn't tell us about. There's an oil uh, tank they didn't tell us about. There's a well issue they didn't tell us about. There's something foundational going on that they weren't honest with us about. That's the, you, that the only times we're either going to reduce price or rescind from a contract. And I, I'm going to stick to my guns on that. That's how I believe this business should be done. But my point being that why everyone else running for the hills and not able to sell a deal? We could sell deals left and right. And we, we've had never had so many JV deals. We've never had so many calls of what are you guys doing? How are you guys doing? How much money do we need to pay you for you to teach us how to do this? And I'm going to teach you guys for free in this podcast episode, exactly the strategy that allowed us to navigate these times that we're still doing and crushing with. And that strategy, what I call it, is just our buyer funnel. Like we run a buyer funnel similar to a seller funnel. 
where we start at the top with data. So we're buying data from InvestorLift, from TownSquare, from PropStream, from ListSource, and we're getting raw buyer data, right? We're, we're skip tracing them like we would a seller, piercing their LLCs using Open Corporate's API or manually. A VA, $3 an hour VA can do that for you. And we're building a database of three, five, 10,000 active buyers in the markets where we buy. And then we're putting them through a three-step process. That first step is they're getting a text, a cold call from one of our cold callers from us, and an email with a simple questionnaire. Hey, are you actively buying? We are wholesalers that aren't blasting these the whole universe. We're trying to build real buyers relationships. If you're looking for a relationship like that and you want real, actionable, profitable off-market deals, and with a company that understands the current rate environment and the current real estate environment, here is a short link to fill out three questions. What's your name? What's your contact info? Are you actively buying in what market? That's step one of the funnel. Let's say 10% of our 5,000 people, so 500 people come back in, which is pretty accurate, five to 10% come back, they answer that questionnaire. Okay. Second part of that is now they're a raw buyer lead. Now we can take them from a raw buyer lead to a buyer lead. The way we do that is now we have a setter. So a more educated call getting on the phone with them, asking them more in-depth questions. Now, hey, Mr. Buyer, I know where you buy now. I know you're actively buying. I know what you're buying. Let me get a little more specific. What price points are you buying? How many deals are you buying a year? What funding type? Do you need to be connected to one of our hard money partners? Like finding more out, not about them personally yet, but about their business and their criteria. The last part of that that buyer lead call, they're setting a calendly call for a disposition team. While they're on the call saying, hey, while I have you here, we can actually never ever send a deal out to someone unless we vet them. And you're close, Mr. Buyer, but you're not quite a vetted buyer yet. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to book you a time on our disposition team's calendar. How does Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific work? Is that good for you? Awesome. Cool. I'm going to book you on their calendar. Awesome. Well, you're going to love talking to Kate, whoever else is on working on that team. And I wish you the best luck. Okay. That is step two. I would say another probably 50% of those 500 will get through step two. And they'll have, for a long time, our disposition team was running 10 to 15 um, dispo new, new vetting calls a day. And it built a pipeline of buyers we actually had real relationships with at scale. It's kind of a virtual buyer model. You know, there's all these talks of virtual wholesaling, but you know, it's working a buyer pipeline virtually instead of going to events and meetups and stuff like that. And um, it got to a point where we had to shut down our buyer vetting calls because it was working so well. That buyer vetting call is the third part. Before anyone ever gets a deal from us, we built out an internal software and tool that people can use and sign up as buyers and get deals placed in their profile and blah, 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 blah. But the third step was our dispo team getting on the phone with them. And then we were learning about birthdays, right? We were learning where they like to go on holiday. We were learning you know, what their kids' names are. Our, our dispo team was building rapport to the level of they're talking every week, texting about birthdays, texting about kids' names. We're saving all this information in our CRM and we're building a database of relationships because relationships scale, you guys. And you might not monetize every deal to the max degree, but over time you're going to win because other wholesalers and buyers are going to bring you their deals that they can't sell because they know who you are, they know how you do business, and they know that you deal with relationships. And you'll get invited to events, right? You'll get invited to speak by doing this. You'll get private money lenders from this. You'll get mentors from this. And that's all happened to us. And that is the pipeline that we use. And those vetted buyers, they don't get mass emails. They get a personalized call when we get a deal that fits their criteria. And they get a personalized text while we're on the phone with them, giving them the picture link and the information. And they get booked for a showing and we don't do open houses. Again, personalized and exclusive. They get private walkthroughs, three to five buyers, and we move deals like it's nothing. Piece of cake for very competitive prices, but it's incredible. Now, that's our strategy, guys. The people pay us five, 10, 25 grand for that strategy that I just gave you guys for free on the show. And um, implement that, please. It's very, it moves the needle for you big time on the disposition side. The last part of that is reputation. Okay. A couple of things here. First off, if you sell a buyer a deal verbally, I don't even mean getting in writing. If you see someone at an event, 
and you have a deal under contract and you say, the guy says, Hey, I, I like that area. What, what do you want for it? You say 250. And he says, Done. I'll give you 250. Send me the agreement later tonight. Here's my email. What a lot of wholesalers will do when they're walking out of the parking lot to their car and another guy stops them and says, Hey, Cole, hey, so and so. Yeah, I heard you talking to the other guy, man. Tell me about that deal. Oh, man, I got a great crew down there. We can get stuff done for cheap. We'll give you 280 for it. Every wholesaler is going to go, man, I had a 20K fee on it when I was selling at 250. Now at 280, I got a 50K fee. That money is meaningful to me. Most wholesalers are going to take that 280 and find a way to wiggle out of that 250. And that will ruin you long term because we are in a small world and buyers will talk. And you get caught doing that once, maybe you can talk your way out of it. You get caught doing that two, three, four, five, six, ten times, like a lot of wholesalers do that on every deal, you will ruin your reputation. And once you ruin your reputation, and this is a real saying, it can take years to build your reputation and one conversation like that to ruin it. If you do that to the wrong person that's connected and has resources. So I recommend you guys, if you verbally commit on a deal, you close on a deal and you will learn the hard way. You might make this mistake and you might lose money on a deal or two, not lose money, you might make less than you could, but trust me, do not be the guy that's going back on your word. It will long-term hurt you more than it can help you. I promise you that. There's no doubt in my mind that is the way to do this. And yeah, same for buyers, you guys. Hold buyers at that same kind of threshold. If they are backing out on deals, if they're asking you about your assignment fee, if they're pressuring you, if they're backing out last minute, if they're talking shit to you, run away. There's enough buyers. You guys have deals that they need, run away. So yeah. Oof, man, I love recording that. I try to pack that truly in 13 valuable minutes. So whether you guys are on the treadmill or in your car, or wherever you may be, you consume content like this that you're able to get as much value out of it as you could. And as always, you guys, please, please, please like a share. Telling a friend, two friends, a family member about this show means the world to me. And always my DMs are open with comments, thoughts, suggestions, um, guest speakers you want to see on the show. I'm very responsive um, in my DMs. And as always, you guys, wherever you listen to podcasts, offmarketoperator.com, hyperlinks you to whatever platform that you're looking to listen to. And I appreciate your time sticking around with me in 15 minutes. And as always, until next time, you're only one deal away.